Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. If you're standing this morning, you can be seated. I want to thank you again for being here. I'm encouraged by people returning to the house of the Lord in light of us coming out of a pandemic and all that we've been through. My memory's correct. March 11th will be exactly two years ago that we had our last full service before the pandemic swept the world. We're getting at the two-year mark, and so it's, it's good to see people. It's good to see smiling faces. Amen. I'm glad we're here, and we're moving forward. The church will not be detained by a pandemic or world conditions, but we know our God is greater than any force that could come against us. What I want to do is I've asked these to join me today, and this team has helped me and put together and organize our thoughts. To the left or right of you, in front of you, you should have a card there. If you'll grab that, I want to talk to you about that card. We should have enough for everyone. There's several up here on the front row. Ushers might have one or two, Brother John. There's I want to make sure everybody has a card in their hand because the team behind me is going to help me walk you through this. I want to impart We want to share with you, so I want to make sure you have a card. I want you to be able to take it home and keep it. Put it in your Bible. Put it someplace that's important to you that you won't lose it. But I want to talk to you about this. The front side of the card talks about our vision. A vision, in my mind, is the why. Why does the church exist in Temecula? Why is this local church here? Why do we do what we do? And the vision there says, and you can see on the screen, the why is to influence a community to pursue and lead a God-centric life. That's why we are here. That's why we gather every Sunday morning. That's why we gather in community groups. That's why we gather on first Wednesdays. But I want to bring something to your attention. To influence a community to pursue and lead. Okay. That's not a typo. Sometimes you might think a live a God-centric life. God-centric, it would be things that evolve around God. He's the center of it. The opposite of God-centric would be me-centric. It's all about me. Want to talk about me? Want to talk about me? Yeah. Well, yeah. You got you with me? If you have any ounce of country western, you know what I'm talking about. The stampede's just one block away. Want to talk about me? Oh, wow. But anyway, no, it's a God-centric life. And so what our goal here in our existence is to help you come to where you lead a God-centric life. In other words, people around you, people that see you, people that interface with you, you're leading them to God because God is the center of your life. So that's our vision, to help us influence and lead a God-centric life, not just live. You see, I think a lot of us have done this long enough. I've done this long enough. Because I can live a God-centric life, as Rush Limbaugh would say, with half my brain tied behind my back, just to make it fair. I've lived for God long enough. I can live for God. But the challenge that we're coming to and we're presenting to you, I want you to work on leading the people in your house, the people on the job, students, the people at school, 
That's the vision, that you lead those around you, your circle of influence, that you can influence them for righteousness. And so that's the vision. Everything that we do is focused on the vision and the mission. Now, the mission is this. You can see on your card or the screen. True Vine is a spirit-filled church bringing hope to our community. We are passionate about seeing people's lives change by God's spirit and empowering them to discover their God-given purpose on the journey. That's our mission. So as we have formulated our thoughts, as we have fine-tuned our focus, been here almost 22 and a half years, and now we are moving forward with military precision and a laser focus. We have a vision and we have a mission. With any pastor, with any leader, with any organization, with any company, with any nonprofit, there is always a purpose why you're here. Why does this company, why does this nonprofit, why does this church exist? And right there is the simple answer to your questions. I want you to understand that we're not here for fun. We're here to do the work of the Lord. We're not competing with other businesses in Old Town. We don't have a warehouse. We're not selling widgets. We're not doing anything online on Amazon. We're not having automatic downloads. We're not, no, no, no. We're changing lives right here that people can lead a God-centric life, be saved, have your sins washed away, let the Spirit of God live inside of you. We are a Spirit-filled church, as our mission says, and we're going to help you discover your God-given purpose, watch this, on your journey. So when we pull our purposes together, our resources, our skill set, our passions, our ministries, our desires, when you put those together, my friend, I'm telling you, that is a very powerful church that is marching forward and taking new territory and stepping into a brand new frontier. But it's when we all synergize together with a vision and a mission that we can do something, as the Bible would say in the Old Testament, that nothing was held from them. So I want you to know everything we plan, everything we do, All of our events, all of our calendars, everything is under the banner that it supports the mission and the vision. And if we're not leading people to God, if we're not loving people, if we're not doing these things that God's called us to do, then we have just purposed in our heart, I purposed in my heart, then scratch it from the agenda. Because what is important to us is the vision and the mission. And here's the beautiful thing about The vision and the mission outlives all of us. There's another generation that's coming up behind us, and there's a second generation, and there's kids that have not been born yet that this vision and mission is relevant after we're gone to be with Jesus. But if we're going to be a good steward of our lives and the lives around us and the potential lives that will be around us, we got to get organized in our process and say, God, give me wisdom. i got a vision. i got a mission. I understand that only the Spirit draws you as we lift you up. I understand that. But, God, I'm going to do everything I can to stay focused with my vision as we put events together, anything from an Easter to a Harvest Fest to a kids program to a youth outing. Everything we do has to point to the vision and the mission. And so I want to share with you, that's what the vision and the mission is today. The team behind me has helped and we have synergized and we have spent much time and thought and hours into this. And I'm asking them to help me present to you today the whole purpose of why we are here. And how does it impact you? And probably just as important, how does it impact the people that you love 
that are maybe far from God. This church is on a mission, the Great Commission. Luke 19 and 10, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Brother Foster, as a pastor, I better never lose sight of that. I better never let that mission go. Because then you become just another organization in corporate America. We've come to change lives. We understand the power of Calvary. Satan, the blood of Jesus, is against you. And we are laser focused now. We are in step. There's a cadence to what we're doing. There's a cadence to what God's put in my spirit and my heart. And there's a rhythm of how we're going to reach people. And here's how you play a part of it. But everything we do, just understand this, hold us accountable. Okay? Anything we do has to be with this lens, the vision and the mission. And if it's not supporting this, Brother Foster, i got to tell you, at my age in life and 22 years later, I'm not wasting time with sideways energy. We've come to change the world. We've come to change lives and keep the lives changed so we can change the lives of those that they care about also. So, hey, I'm saying kudos to God that we would wake up someday, I'm going to say 22 years later, say, God, okay, let's go with precision, military precision and laser focus. And so that's what we're going to do here today. Now, I've asked the team behind me, and I'm going to step aside for a minute, for them to come back and take each one here. Everyone's story matters. We're going to unpack that for a minute. This is a little different. I could have chose to preach. I could have chose to preach whatever. But I want to slow it down because I know the conversations and the time and the God influence to print this card took a lot, a lot of energy. And I told the team in the South, I want to take one Sunday and slow this down so when you leave, you know what's our core values, what's our purpose, and why are we here. And then once we've got that together, we're going to get some more marching orders along the way. So I'm going to ask them to help me. Every story matters. Everyone's story matters. If you have it at the top of your card, it says, We believe in fresh starts for, for everyone from every stage of life. Now, I know if I pass the mic around, we would all be able to say that we've got a fresh start. And I'm so passionate about this, this core value that we have it was prophesied over us many years ago by evangelists that came through that our church is a healing station. And there are people here that we sit amongst us today that we don't know their past and we don't know what they've been through. But I can honestly say, being in leadership and ministry, I can see fresh starts, fresh starts, fresh starts all across this building. And so I'm so passionate about it because it's from every stage of life. And this is for everyone. We don't, as that house of God, we don't get to choose who gets to walk through that door. What we do get to choose is to love them, to help them, and to pursue that fresh start. So this fresh start is for everyone that walks through that door. Doesn't matter what they look like, doesn't matter what the past is, doesn't matter what they're facing, doesn't matter what they're struggling. True Vine is about being real. We're real people. There's real problems, but we have real promises in the book, the Bible. Amen? Amen. So that's why we believe in fresh starts. For everyone from every stage of life. And True Vine is about being real. Life can be hard sometimes. It can be overwhelming. It can take us down. But when we have the body of Christ and we have a team and we have the body working together, then we can make it. And it's encouraging to know that we're not just a bunch of fake people acting like everything's nice and pretty. And because we serve God, everything's going the way that we want it to. We realize that we serve a God that can change anything. But we also realize we need each other and we're real about that. 
Knowing that love never fails. We are a friendly church and we are a loving church. We get that time and time again when people visit our church. And forgiveness, forgiveness always wins. Amen. I love that there is no hesitation with heaven. No hesitation with heaven. You ask God for forgiveness, you get it. You ask God for a second chance, you get it. And as Truvine, as a church and the body, we try to model what Jesus does for us on a daily basis. So everyone's story matters. We believe in fresh starts for everyone from every stage of life. Truvine is about being real, knowing that love never fails, and forgiveness always wins. Praise God. Amen. The next core value is pursue the life. We believe in equipping people to discover the life that God has designed for them and guiding them on their journey to a victorious life. I'm very passionate about this core value. Um, we believe in equipping people here at this church. We believe in setting people on the correct path that God has planned for them whether it's through our next steps, whether it's through community groups, whether it's through VBS, Sunday school, whatever the case may be, we take the time to slow everything down. Pastor talked about the why. A lot of times people say, fake it till you make it. No, we don't believe that. We believe in knowing it so that you can grow in your faith. I'm a mom of five boys, as most of you guys know, and I probably worry more about my older two boys now more than ever. Because I'm asking myself, did I equip them? Did I train them? Are they ready? Are they prepared? Do, do they know what they're doing? And the truth of the matter is, some of you guys, that are, you moms in here, that you have adult children, yes and no. Right. Because they're always going to come back seeking more. Mom, how do I do this? Mom, how do I, do? I don't know how to handle this. I don't know. Do That's what the church is for you. Right. They want to make sure that if you should fall into a pit, that they're going to show you how to respond in faith, in prayer, in fasting. They're going to show you how to dig into the word of God and find an answer to find your why and to be sure about your why. But what I love so much about the equipping, I was thinking, I was reading in uh, 1 Timothy and Apostle Paul was talking to uh, Timothy and just kind of giving him some guidance. But around chapter 4, 12, I know Brother Foster, he'll make sure that I'm right on it. Amen. But it talks about that we are to be an example to the believers. So not only are we equipping you with the word of God through these various ministries, we're being an example in our speech, in our conduct, in our faith, in our spirit, in love, in purity. Because if you have found victory in those areas of your life, shouldn't we want to duplicate ourselves? Right, right. Amen. And that's what it's all about. I tell my children all the time, I want you to be a better Christian than me. Right. And anything that I can do to set you on that path so that you can be victorious in God, I'm going to do everything that I possibly can. As pastor always says, the church always wins. Amen. And we are here to help equip you for that victorious life in God, and we will win. Amen. Let me be very clear. Our core, our core values is not our doctrinal beliefs. It's not our doctrinal positions on Scripture. 
doesn't address salvation. Our core values don't address holiness. Our core values don't address Christian monotheism. Those are non-negotiable. Those, there is no wiggle room on that. The word of God is true and faithful. And if anybody comes against the word of God, they're wrong. I don't think we need to print that part. So yes, we are apostolic. We believe in repentance. We believe in Jesus' name, baptism. We believe in the infilling of the gift of the Holy Spirit. As the Spirit gives utterance, which is called the new birth experience from the book of Acts church. We are a book of Acts church. So I just want to be clear. Our biblical beliefs and our salvation and all these things that we hold dear is non-negotiable and no need to print that. These are core values. So I just want to make sure that we are understanding on that. Let me take the next one. Celebrate yesterday, influence tomorrow. We believe there is a balance between tradition and change. Honor the past, but bring the church forward. I understand we're living in the 21st century, and I think I date myself a little bit when we could all say, Brother French, you know what? Hey, I wasn't raised that way. The way I was raised, I alluded to it in my commercial about First Wednesdays about Grandpa. Grandpa's greatest comeback was when you had an issue, you just need to pray through. Man, that would fire me up so bad. You need to pray through, son. There was a lot of truth to that. That's the way Grandpa pastored, and if I was back in his day, I would have pastored the same way. I think our core value here is that we're blending Pentecost and the power of that from the Brush Harbor days to the 21st century, from the rural camps to the metro cities. And so how does an apostolic church move forward in the 21st century and not water down its message, not dilute the potency to where it comes in and it's just another humdrum church service and we've lost the power of God and we've lost the power of healing and we're not craving and praying for Calvary anymore and we just go through the routines and gymnastics of doing church. How do we reach everybody that has been far from God or has never been in church and how do we maintain this is who we are? We do not negotiate about this. These are off limits. We're not talking about this because this is our biblical beliefs of our what we are. So there's a balance here as we take the old Maybe I represent a little bit of that to the 21st century population. So we are working very hard to reach people that are far from God and still preach and validate those of us that have been in church our whole life. And so that's a core value of ours. When we talked about core values, we sat down with a team and we said, what is important to us as a church? And that's how these core values came up. There was a lot of them, but we had to put them together, pair it back, or I would have gave you a little booklet to take home today. It would have been overwhelming. So I said, what is important to me? And I'm just going to tell you what I said with these. What is important to me is I still preach like Grandpa. But there's a lot of you. Who's grandpa? So how do we blend my upbringing and your upbringing 
to people that you're here for the first time? How do we bring and bridge that generation? Back in the, I, I feel old saying this. Back in the day, people would come to God and they would just say, hey, this is what you got to do. Boom, 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 boom. And they show up the next Sunday like they were never in sin. It's a little different today. So our core value here, let me read it one more time. We believe there is a balance between tradition and change. Honor the past, but bring the church forward. And I think with any church that you can honor the past and the values and bring that forward and still be relevant and preach to people in the 21st century because you know as well as I do, the power of God still saves. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what took place in the book of Acts, what took place on the day of Pentecost is still the same power that we preach in the 21st century on this February Sunday in Old Town Temecula. That's the past, and we're bringing it forward, and we're changing lives, and we're believing God still loves, and the blood of Calvary still flows no matter where you are, and Ashley's already said it, it reaches everybody and every story and every heart and every life matters. And so we're blending these two worlds together, and I want you to know we're passionate about that. We believe in that. It's part of our values. Thank you. I think he's passionate about that. Um, I think maybe to help us understand, back when Pastor was a kid, maybe in the 70s? 60s? 60s. America has changed a lot since then. Do you drive the same car you drove in the 60s? Do you still have your 8-track? But we still listen to music, right? It's just wrapped differently. So these are our cultural values. It doesn't, it's, doesn't interfere with our core values of uh, our doctrine. But we're, we can't wrap the gospel the same way Grandpa wrapped it. Because probably a lot of us wouldn't be in this room. Grandpa wrapped it a little differently, okay? So it's trying to explain. So one, one pastor I heard explain said, so if in the 70s we were at ground zero, where has America gone? Forwards or backwards since then? So we have to have on-ramps for people to come into the church because they're not at zero. They're at negative eight. They know nothing about God. They... They've never heard David and Goliath. Things that were in the 50s and 60s that everybody knew about. Today, I guarantee you, walk into the restaurant and start talking about Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> start talking about Daniel in the lion's den. Start talking about, yeah, the Holy Ghost fell in the upper room and 120 people got the Holy Ghost. See how many looks you get. So we have to start on a, and give everybody an on-ramp. When you get on the freeway and you're coming off Winchester, is there a ramp onto the freeway or do they just drop you off? What we used to do is just drop people off. It's like, right, swim, here's eight feet of deep water. 
what we're doing is giving people on ramps, giving them a chance to come in and feel his love and feel his presence and get in the power of the Holy Ghost, let their hearts begin to be healed, and then that, well, that's when they can start to grow. We got to give them on ramps and let them grow. Mm-hmm. So as we go here, uh, the next point is that leadership here at True Vine is an honor. It's an honor to lead people. Amen. We believe leadership is a choice, not a rank. Everyone can be a leader. It's choosing to look out for the person on your left or your right. Everybody can be a leader. Don't matter where you're at in the pack. Pastor's a leader. Obviously, he's pastor. He's a leader. But you can be right where you're at. You can be at church here a month, but you can be a leader. Who are you leading? You're leading yourself first. You're leading your family. You begin to get in the church, and you know people, and you can, you can influence the brothers and sisters in Christ. You, uh, a position doesn't make a leader, but a leader can make a position great. You don't need a rank or a title. You don't have to be the head usher. No, get in. Get involved. You can be a leader. You can influence somebody. The most introverted person in their lifetime will influence 10,000 people. If the most introverted person can influence 10,000 people, you can influence people. You can influence somebody. It's not a rank. It's not a position. It's not a title. It's about choosing to care about the people around you. Because you're influencing somebody in some direction. Are you leading them forward or are you leading them backwards? Because you're leading somebody. You're leading somebody. So which way are you leading them? Which direction are you leading them? So it's choosing to care. We don't give people in the military medals of honor because they only cared about themselves. We give people medals of honor because they sacrificed for their team. I want to get to heaven, and I want all of us to receive medals of honor because we cared about those that are around us and that we had passion for those people that were around us, that we led people closer into God, and we took people on a journey, and we walked with them through trials and through sickness and through death, and that's what leaders do. It's not, and we take people, and we stick with them, right. and we care, and everybody in this room can be a leader where you're at. I only work the coffee bar. I'm only the, it doesn't matter. You're leading where you're at. You're influencing the people around you. You're influencing, I was telling somebody yesterday, the most influential people are not always the people with the titles. It's the people in the trenches, day in and day out. You're influencing the circle of people, your family, your coworkers, the people you run into at Starbucks. Every time you're there, the same one. The, the lady knows our family. She gives our kids those silly cake pops every time. But you know what she's influencing? She's influencing my kids because guess what my kids want to do every time we get out? They want to go to Starbucks. She's influencing, Right? She's making $10 on drinks and giving 50 cents away of cake pops. She's smart. But she's influ- you're influencing people around you. Each and every one of us have opportunity to influence somebody. Uh, one person said this about influence. Said in, in the Marines, it was a story that one of the captains was out, and they were running low on their food, their, their rations. And he decided they're running low, so he decided he was going to eat last after all of his soldiers. But you know, something powerful happened because all the soldiers began to save food for him. So when they were done 
and it got to him, he had more food than anybody had. So if you're a leader and you put other people first, something powerful happens because then they begin to love you and they begin to care about you because you cared about them. And they're going to save and they're going to respect and they're going to give something to you. So there is an opportunity for each and every one of us to be leaders here. Amen. Amen. I feel like I uh, definitely look better on the videos than right here. Um, Pastor Mark and Sister Ashley uh, say that I doctor myself up Always. on the videos. Always. Always. Like, Why looks do you better. make yourself look so good on the videos? Like, Always. and us look really bad. He zooms in on us. He zooms out on himself. You want me to tell you what he does? He <laughs> filters himself. Okay. Okay, I'm done. All right, all right, all right. No, no, no. But this, uh, this last core value here, change our world. This is one that really, just me for um, just the past little bit, has really impacted me, really burdened me um, with this, this core value, change our world. We believe in fusing the church and community by doing everything we can to take the hope of Jesus. Let me say that one more time. To take the hope of Jesus to our families, to our friends, and the world. Pastor said it, you know, he just said it whenever he was first started talking. We are here to seek and save those which are lost. That is, that is our duty. The Bible says that we are to go into the world. And it says that all shall come to repentance, that all shall receive righteousness. It's not just, oh, hey, you were picked out first, this person was picked out. No, every single person, every single person can come to repentance, can come to God, and that is our responsibility. That, our goal is to go to heaven and to take as many people with us as we can. Amen. Amen? Amen. I'm reminded, I was just reading just yesterday in the book of Ruth how Naomi, this woman Naomi, and she married this man and had two sons, and um, they married, and she had these two daughters and daughter-in-laws, and her husband died, and then her two sons died, and so she's left here with her two daughter-in-laws, one of them being Ruth, and She's sitting here like, God has come against me. And there are things, like, we, obviously, there are things that God come, we feel like God has come against us. We're like, God, why is this happening to me? Why this, you know? And she hears that in Judah, that God has blessed the people there. So she's like, I'm going to go there. And she has her two daughter-in-laws with her, and she goes, you, you guys, go, go somewhere else. I'm, I'm blessing you to go somewhere else because there's nothing, nothing left here with me. And the first daughter-in-law says, okay, you know, they, she's like, okay, I'll go. And she goes, but Ruth, Ruth stays and says, I want to live where you live. Right. I want to sleep where you sleep. And I want your God to be my God. Yeah. And I want to, and with that, I want to go into the world. And not just the world, but my family, my friends. And I want, as I'm walking or as I'm doing things, I want somebody to see, I want what you've got. Yeah. And that's changing your world by coming to the house of God, by being a part of such a great body of Christ that we would grow together in God and that we would change our world by seeking 
in saving those which are lost, in preaching the name of Jesus. These are listed in order intentionally. Because our first objective, as Pastor Nolan has said, is that every story matters. Every one of us have a story. Some are great and glamorous. Some are ugly and jaded. But it all starts with your story. And what I work very hard at as a pastor is to make sure every story fits into this local assembly. You see, when we come into this local assembly, it is what I'll call a level playing field. We don't talk about our jobs. We don't talk about our ranks. We don't talk about our social status. We don't talk about our economical, economic status. We don't, we don't talk about houses. We don't talk about cars because we're here to connect with the Spirit of God. And God loves everybody, which means every story matters. So why are you telling me that, Pastor? Ashley already did a better job than you. True statement. But I'm telling you that is to take this core value, this vision, this mission, put it somewhere in a conspicuous place, your car, your office, your home, your refrigerator. So when you interface with people, they say, hey, what is that? And you know what? When they ask you that question, they have a story too. This is the first step. Every story matters. As you work your way down, you're pursuing the life. After church here in a few minutes, we're starting next steps. We're going to have a great lunch if you signed up. I'm glad if you haven't signed up, we can make it happen. Join us. Pursuing the life. How do I get involved? How does my life make a difference in this local assembly? What can I do? I have skills. I have no skills. You know what? Your life matters. So that's the next step. Next steps is the next step to this next step. Did you catch it? I was anointed. I can't rephrase it because the anointing only comes once. I, I don't know what I said. Then you celebrate. Then you help us lead. As Pastor Nolan said, that's the great commission of the Gospels. We change the world by the people around us. I want you to stand this morning, and we are a church. We will not dismiss and conclude without an altar call, without a worship set. But you may think, well, I didn't really expect this this Sunday. You know what? This is where I felt God would lead us for this Sunday. We could have passed them out. We could have sent an email out. No, you need to hear the spirit behind this printed card. I don't want anybody in our church to see this and say, what meaneth this? I've not done a good job if that's in your spirit. We've got to lead a God-centric life. We've got to use our God-given purpose. And everyone is included. Those of you that are streaming online, you are included. You're not here today, but you're a part of this. You're a part of this right here. I believe in these core values. I believe in the vision. I believe in the mission. I believe in our doctrine. I will die a United Pentecostal Church pastor. We will not change, folks. But as Pastor Mark said, as we present and we get in lives, 
Sometimes generations and cultures make us rethink how to be more effective and to speed up the Great Commission. There's a list of things I have that are non-negotiable in my spirit. But we've got to reach the lost. And you're here this morning and maybe you have a need. I want to pray with you and for you. Pastoral staff is getting ready to anoint you with oil if you'll come. The worship team is behind me ready to send us into another worship set. And you have friends and family that we care about. Say, well, you've never met them, Pastor. You know, that's our vision. Bring them so we can meet them. That's our mission. That's our core values. They fit in what we're doing. I'm going to pray for us. And if you have a need, if you want special prayer, please come and let the pastoral staff partner with you. That God would give you answers and stability and peace in a world of chaos. That God is still our anchor. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning, I ask that your spirit, God, your Holy Spirit would descend upon all of us, those that are streaming, that we would feel a fresh anointing, that we would feel fresh fire, that we are a part of the church of the living God, and that you shall return for your church. We are the bride of Christ. Every story matters. Every setback matters. Every concern matters, God. This is the church of the living God. And we represent you, Lord, in this 21st century. I pray that you administer and speak and love every situation, every mind, every soul, every thought today. Let the Spirit of God permeate from this platform into the house and into the Internet, God. Minister in love. We invite those to the altar today, God, that need a fresh anointing. We invite those to the altar this morning that maybe their strength from yesterday is gone. They've done nothing wrong, but they feel depleted. God, we honor them today. We restore them today. We replenish them today. We help them reset for a brand new week. I pray, God, that you would do that in the spirit that no man can do. But, God, let us partner with your purpose. I pray the blessing upon every hearer in the house and upon every hearer in the Internet. In the name of Jesus, we do these things. If you receive it, would you just say amen? Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.